Hey, hey guys, this week's episode that you are tuning into is actually highlighting some possibly triggering topics surrounding form of harassments at the workplace and probably even topics of conversations such as condemning uh, compassion, empathy, um, abuse of power, you know, different scenarios at the workplaces. And of course, this came up from this episode being reflective on recent events within the pot industry, but also these topics highlighting aspects of concerns that may happen and arise in other industries as well. As a podcaster, and of course, in collaboration with other podcasters, and this guest is pretty dope, uh, truly a compliment to Raw Talk, we decide and choose to comment on these type of matters because the fact remains that they could happen anywhere at any time to anyone. And it is important to be able to have absolute discussions on these matters and shine some light on them and keep it all the way raw and you know just for the purpose of awareness as well again it's just a warning that this might be a little bit triggering to some of you who may have been at some point especially in the environment of workplaces of any kind of industry subjected to any form of abuse or harassment or sexual harassment and so just want to give that warning and of course ever since certain events did arise since then there have been some follow-ups that did happen with certain parties within this industry and I have to say I'm very pleased with what I've heard as a fan first and foremost and secondly as a podcaster so thank you for joining into this conversation and I hope you enjoyed the show welcome to double dose of raw talk podcast your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable and remember no topic is off limits now let's talk about it that's okay. Agendas, I typically veer off, but you keep us on on track, and then we're we'd be good. I want to know. Oh wait, no, sorry. This is your show. My bad. Go. Sorry. No, you can ask. You can ask. I was going to say, well, how did you find me? How did you even hear about me, girl? Super Trip Talk. You listened to Super Trip? Yeah. The hell? Oh, awesome. <laughs> ben, ben knew about you. Like even so, I've been potting for like a year. So Ben, Ben, Ben knew about that. There's so many pods that I knew of, like way before. But, you know, when you entertain the idea of starting one, you just kind of like you get your motivation and a certain level of confidence in that space just by hearing conversations. I'm a very confident woman, but this shit is not easy for everybody like to get on a make and talk your shit like it's just it's just not. So yours is definitely one that I definitely tuned into. And what I love so much about your shows is you really know how to engage your listener and you keep us on your, on our fucking toes. So like when I saw you kind of come out with Bible stories, it was like, Oh, see, I'm trying to find my faith again. This is the way. (laughs) Oh, wow, dude. Yeah. I mean, listen, if I'm going to be real, I super trip is more in line with like who I'd want to present public, present myself as publicly. Mm -hmm. I could have never have, thought or imagined that the thing that would make me pop or pop off would be a bible story show like to this day i don't even think it's imposter syndrome i just don't i can't even believe it like Mm -hmm. but you know what i mean you know imposter syndrome is like oh you don't believe that people will which i feel like there's a hair of that Mm -hmm. but it's like outside of that logistically i could have never have imagined i would be hosting a bible telling podcast i hear you, I hear you. that's just like it's you never what you plan for your career like let that go let yeah. the expectations go because you, where you'll end up chances are it's nowhere near the blueprint that you thought you were going to follow yeah so like you might as well just throw it out and just like it's true just like, buckle up for the ride and like 
yeah, keep your head down and keep working. But like, eso de anticipation, no. y whatever, like throw it out the window. No, mommy, you know, I it's funny. I, t- I tweeted something about this a while ago and I didn't I didn't translate. I was like, I'm not going to fucking translate what my mother has always told me growing up. But she would always say, and it's so funny, you know, we're going to, I'm going to talk to you and I'm going to say this. She used to say, um, más sabe el diablo por, um, viejo que por, por diablo. Ser, like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like it's the wisdom, you know, the, mm-hmm. the devil knows more because of the wisdom, not because of he's being the devil. And it's like, it's so true. It's like, you have to be wise with it. Like I could lead a certain path and then it just, it's going to go where it's going to need to go, where it's going to be meant to Más go. Sabe el diablo por viejo que por por viejo. Diablo. That, there you go. Yeah. That's the one. I just totally butchered yeah, yeah. up. La Chato's going to be mad at me. La Chato's my mother. I always like reference her on the show. Did um, she listen to the show? No, she don't. She, she's like, you're probably talking about sex. I'm like, I'm not. Why would, why would make you think of, I'm talking just about sex? Like sometimes I do, but why did she's like, because you're single and I know you, you're my daughter. <laughs> Not only that, she probably knows how the podcasting scheme is. It's actually so disappointing. Like when I hear that girls on a mic starting a podcast, well, not to be like, to be honest with you, it's oversaturated. So the fact that she even assumed that was like, right, like a pretty girl with a microphone. Oh, she's talking about sex. It's like so annoying. Yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't want I would never personally me. I mean, I also don't have sex, but like I wouldn't I wouldn't do a show on that because it's overly saturated yeah so i like i don't mind i don't mind talking about sex ever so often i'll talk about sex i I, oftenly i have it sometimes i don't um but i don't mind talking about it i just didn't want to create a platform that just does that i wanted to be able to create a platform where i could talk about different stuff you know there's more to a woman who is in her for me mid-30s and single and what have you you know like it's not just about I can definitely do all of that and speak on it but that's not all that's about me so mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm here for the different topics and, and topics that not maybe everybody's gonna feel comfortable talking about agreed which is I'm in the like, same I'm in the same there camp, we go girl. exactly exactly and let me say this yours is one and there's only there's only two that I listen to that have really I wanted to get in touch again with my faith. And there's only two pots that lead me that way. That is actually going to engage me to pay attention and, and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I remember this. I went, I mean, you're talking What's the to the other podcast. It's called the forgiven podcast. That's the one. Oh, oh yes. Yes. And for me, it's like, you're talking to a girl that grew up in the church. You're talking to a girl that I had to do all my sacraments. I had to go to Sunday school. I had to, I read the Bible then. And then it's like, at some point, possibly maybe after my first divorce, um, you know, I fucking lost my way with my faith. And so I'm trying to get back to that and not just go to Sunday mass so that I could get a discount from my child's school. <laughs> God bless. So, you Listen. know, like I'm trying here. I'm trying to, to, to get back. And in. The father, our father sees that. Yeah. You know? you know, if you feel, if you feel like that pull, like something's missing or something that you once had is no longer mm-hmm. there that's that's our father calling your name saying he misses you you know like like he's calling he's been calling so like i know you hear it yeah pick up the phone yeah and 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 you know it's like it it doesn't have to just be like this very strict one one line to walk on right it's like there's so much to it to having faith and and i have to realize that i have to realize that that I, i can still have faith and i can still have my beliefs and still live my life like I need to, you know, or like I see fit for me. Daisy, it, it, girl, talk about it. This? Talk about it. it. 
a relationship with God only enriches your life. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't separate. I like know. it literally gives you. It's a mis- it, it's it's this fucked up mindset. For. Yes, it's this fucked up mindset that I had at one point. It's not fucked. No, but also I don't want you to judge yourself for it, and I don't want and and I don't want others to judge themselves right, right, for right. it. Right. That's more. That's why I want to pause you there. It, but I'm happy that you're being vulnerable enough to admit that because it is it is the truth. It's it's an uncomfortable truth that that's what separates us from God a lot of the time. It's this feeling that. Oh, I'll do it when I'll be able to sacrifice all these other things. It's like, what? No, huh? Someone else sacrificed their life so that you can live freely the way you mm-hmm. are. I mean, I'm a Christian. You know, I believe mm-hmm. that Christ died for our sins. Like, it's already been done. Inviting God. No, God invites us to live with him, not the other way around. Right. right. So when you take that on, it quite literally enriches your life. It's not a sacrifice to like, you know, oh, now my life's going to have all these limitations. I can't do this, this, what? No, when you obey the word, it's not like we obey because it brings us joy. Right. We don't obey because we're afraid we're going to hell. That's the misconception. It's this, mm-hmm. it, the second you flip that, oh, it's smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're not bound by the world, worldly things, worldly logic, mm-hmm. because once you accept God, once you accept the, the divine as your North Star, you see that, oh, wow, this requires another muscle that has nothing to do with my mind and what I think. It's my will and my soul and my and my my love, love yeah. that connects us. That yeah. So the second you make that flip, it makes sense. Oh, this isn't limit limitations. Oh, I'm not restricting myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like freeing myself. You know, it's true. Y'all, just so y'all know, I, we're just going to start it off. And I'm leaving this right in the beginning because this was a whole word. And y'all know how I feel about whole world word. So welcome back, everyone, to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast. I am your host, as always, Miss D. And today I am joined by Brianda. From- Brianda. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Miss D. I love her. From Bible Stories. But, and and here's the shit everybody knows i put in agendas to everyone and the first line says hit me with the bible stories what is wrong with the word with the world that's the first thing i wrote oh well there you go i wrote it down for you i already did it (laughs) you did it (laughs) it's so crazy i so believe so much in alignment there's just so much alignment in the world and in the universe and it's just all just falling together for me. In so I mean, you ways. say alignment, sorry to interrupt, but you say alignment during a time with so much division over in the Middle East and over in Europe right now, like it's what's going on with the world is actually like, you would think it's not an alignment, mm. but even then it is. It is. I know, it's like I shifting your that. perspective, you know? I heard that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you guys have been living under a rock and you don't know that voice, like I said, it's from Bible Stories, Brianda, the amazing host of an amazing podcast that has been uh, one of two who have been helping me find my way back and just enriching my faith. And, you know, just in this amazing life that I like to consider I'm, li- I'm living in my true self. And I'm so happy you're here with me to have this conversation. You already know what type of conversation we're going to have because we, <laughs> I kind of like, I was like, hey, yeah. somebody to come on and talk to me about this. So I'm <laughs> excited with this. But um, that was also just such an impromptu, like, 
Brianda Stylish uh, scripture right there. So I'm excited for that, too, that we're just kicking off with that. But I want to just dive right in. Right. I want to be able to, you know, address the elephant in the room of the industry we're both in. And, oh, which elephant? Which one do you well, want to well, address? Let's, be, let, let's begin. Um, the lack of women empowerment. I want to be able to address that because I do think it exists. It's just not it's just not so easy to ignore it when it doesn't exist. And I think we need to just dive right in and discuss whether there is women empowerment, whether there isn't, whether we choose one to believe in it and how that's been affecting the space of for one we're in the podcasting industry, but two, just any industry in general, to be honest. Your mm-hmm. thoughts on that, the whole concept of this whole women empowerment. Uh, concept of women empowerment, much like other, th- like it doesn't matter, you could, pl- you could substitute the women empowerment movement with any other word, feminism, BLM, uh, <laughs> Israel versus Palestine. Like you could sub it in with, with whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and my answer would still be the same. As a concept, I understand its its gravity. I understand that it's real. I understand that it's actually going on. But it, uh, I, I also wait. Actually, I also want to redact something. Take away the Israel Palestine thing. <laughs> Throw that out. I meant like movements. I meant like because mm-hmm. that's not a movement. That's a current event. Mm-hmm. I meant like movements like BLM, feminism. Uh, Me Too, whatever you want to call it, Time's Up, all these different movements. As as a concept, they're great for humanity and they do push society forward. But unfortunately, like many things, they become commodified and co-opted and turned into organizations that then make money and people profit off them. And like, because, you know, I I study the book, I study the word, I, I study people through my biblical studies. I understand that people are painfully flawed and fucked up. Like, so what happens when these organizations start turning into capitalistic gain? Mm -hmm. It gets a little corrupt. So with women empowerment, uh, the same applies to them. What starts as a really wholesome, understandable, like reasonable, righteous movement then turns into something else where we're actually just empowered. We're not empowered. We're disempowering women Mm -hmm. and we're encouraging women to do uh, um, acts and things in the name of fe- feminism, in the name of liberation, and it's really women harm and subjecting women to dangerous environments and dangerous situations. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, when you say woman empowerment, of course, I'm like, I'm with it. And like, gosh, if women aren't empowering women, how can we trust that any other group is going to empower women? You know what I'm saying? If It, it starts with us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but unfortunately, I don't see too much of that, especially in recent times. Mm-hmm. But but I, I mean, I see it in my immediate circles. Like my 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 women mentors are mean everything to me. Everything I've ever had in my career mm-hmm. and also in my spiritual life, even fucking my romantic lives, I've always been introduced by my girlfriends to boyfriends. You know what I mean? Like by my mm-hmm. girl friends people always say i look like a lesbian i always have to like i always have to distinguish what i mean by that but like you know women women around me have been empowering me and i want to that that's what makes me want to also do what the women around me do like i want to hop on uh smaller pods like and i say i have a small pod you know what i mean i say that it's like i want to like be able to 
to, to meet women in the space so that I can then maybe like nurture them or bring them up or mm-hmm. I don't even care about bringing up to talk to them. I love right. talk, like talking to women. I love talking to women critically. I like discussing uncomfortable things. A lot of the time, Oh, I'm about to go in right now. Damn. No, I'm rambling. No, no, no. But this like, is, this is a comfortable think- space. Let's talk about it. Listen, a lot of the times, like I hate, and this is another reason why, this is why I, I disdain like sex podcasters. No more. We don't want any more of it because unfortunately <laughs> there's such an oversaturation of it. It seems as though that's all we can do mm. is like talk about sex mm. and we're so much more than that. So like that on that same token, a lot of times people think that women can't talk about uncomfortable things. Women can't have discourse without being seemed as bitches or something. It's like, no, we can disagree. We can have these conversations. We're not these dainty little flowers that you think we are. Mm-hmm. We're actually, we got grit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We're, we're dynamic. We can do, we can discuss uncomfortable, difficult topics that are outside of our vulvas. Hey, you know what I mean? Yes. So that's empowerment. Mm-hmm. That's empowering. Mm-hmm. Empowering you to 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 deviate from what society pigeonholes you to do and mm-hmm. to be and to think. How you like? No, liberate yourself from that. That's empowerment. Absolutely, I'm here for this conversation. I knew there was going to be more to this, and I'm so happy it's with you. Um, so let me be very very raw with this shit. All right. I, mm-hmm. my double dose of raw talk, the moment someone saw raw talk in it, it was totally, so is it going to be a sex podcast? No. First of all, let me be very honest. I am someone who's very comfortable with my sexuality and with my conversations of sex. So I don't need a whole podcast to talk about sex. I will talk about sex whenever the hell is an opportunity yeah. to talk about it. Let's just put it mm-hmm. at that. That's not to say I don't tune into podcasts that do speak about sex. Sure. Cool. But if I go Mm -hmm. to a podcast that does talk about sex and especially if it's women driven, I want to be able to believe that I could learn something more from it, even if it is from other people's experiences. Otherwise, then I'm just going to stick to my performances and my experiences, because then what exactly are you giving me? To your point, there is more to offer. There is more in, in the spaces we're entering to be able to not just talk about, well, the little rendezvous I had last night. Like, sure, I could talk about that, but what am I learning from it? I'm at the yeah. place in life where I need to, I needed to get in here. Like, yeah, there's a whole vulva, sure, but I needed to also get in here. I need this level of of stimulation, of, of enticing, of, you know, I need that power now. Like, that's where 35 has led me since 30 pretty much but in the last five years at least but I do hear what you're saying and this is the part for me that I feel it's like yes it's a movement yes it exists I'm totally for it I just I just find it interesting that we are still in a time and we we've recently seen it and I'm going to detail where this conversation is stemming from in the podcast industry recently a podcaster from a particular podcast did come out and say that she felt uncomfortable during a recording during an episode because she felt she was being absolutely sexually harassed by the head of that network and I just didn't see enough support I did not see enough voice on it And the part that I have a problem with it is that I don't know if women truly understand to what you just explained, what it is, the concept to you. And I love how you said that. I don't understand if women truly, truly comprehend what the concept of women empowerment can actually encompass. I don't know if they really understand that by you 
saying, no, you were wrong, denouncing a person who behaves a certain way in that particular situation. It is one, you're stating what is right from wrong. And two, that in itself is women empowerment. You are not just going to sit there and just say, you know, well, if they felt this way, cool. But you're not really giving an empowerment by and I just didn't see the empowerment at all, to be honest. Yeah, well, what we were just talking about, you know, how sometimes empowerment looks uncomfortable and gets really ugly and can get. Yeah, that this is so this is where that comes in. Because I mean, why, why the listeners who don't under there, you left it pretty vague. We're referring to that what happened with the, see the thing is, Oh, podcast. see the thing is podcast. Yeah. We could, yeah, that where, right into it. Mm-hmm. where, yeah, yeah. Where one of the co-hosts left the show months ago, Olivia mm-hmm. dope, dope. Mm-hmm. because she felt sexual harassment take place while she was potting. The podcast is still up if you want to like see it anyways, but not to get into that. I, this is what I mean by actual women empowerment gets really ugly. Like, you know what denouncing that man in their own network would have done? It may have cost them their job, but guess what? That's what women empowerment is. Dude, we're, we're like third wave feminists. Mm -hmm. Do you know what first wave feminists had to go through and have to endure and had to sacrifice? That's women empowerment. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. free the nipple, free, like walking around braless. Yeah. It looks cute. It looks fun saying it and going to the the, to the protests and the walk. Yeah. It's trendy. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. This was before social media. Mm. No, these women actually sacrificed jobs, their reputations, their family to support these things. So what does women empowerment look like? It looks ugly sometimes and their sacrifice. Mm-hmm. If denouncing a man for doing something inappropriate and admitting your own faults in it, mm-hmm. That would have been so dope. You taking accountability and responsibility for what happened as a woman from woman to woman and denouncing them in his own house. How dope would it have been? What an opportunity. But guess what? It may have cost a, it may have cost him the job. But how amazing would it have been to have that happen? But that's the thing. And that's the thing. I'm, I'm again, I'm glad you're saying this. And, and I totally and just creating the scenario to give a picture to the listeners. You're totally right. I totally missed the point of saying who it's about. It is absolutely about Joe Budden. I've actually mentioned Joe Budden in past episodes here um, <laughs> because I've actually been a fan, right? And when you start to realize this industry that he's in now with the podcasting and, and you know, what he's known for in the podcast industry, but you see other things that have come up with him involving him. When you're on TV, I've watched every single one of his reality TV shows involvement. When you're in relationships, you hear, you hear all of that, right? And, and so as somebody as a fan, I have an opinion and my opinions continue to develop with these type of upcoming events and news that come out with him, right? Involved. When it comes to this particular podcast, um, it's funny because you're saying, you know, may have cost them their jobs or not. Or not, you were taking a chance had you denounced him. But a lot of the times, and I'm stuck on this, and, and I believe in this, it's not always what you say, is all, it's how you say it. It's, it. They could have taken an approach where they actually could have had him in the room and denounced his actions. Because if you notice, no party said, that's not true in those edits, that's not true, that didn't happen. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's claiming uh, the allegations. Well, not allegations. What Olivia's truth is in her story of what those edits consisted of because they edited certain pieces of the episode out that would have been proof of what she was saying happened, right? Have they, none of them, not Joe, not, not see the thing is, co-host Manny and Bridget, none of them said that's not true. 
none of them said that. So if you were not going to deny those claims, if you were not going to sit there and say none of it was true, right, to not bring your former co-host down, to not make her look or sound like a liar, then why not just denounce those actions and those behaviors with that person involved as well? It's an assumption that if you do speak up, whether it is podcasting industry, whether it is in any industry, you're going to lose your job. And a lot of the times that is what does happen and has happened, but it's not a guarantee. And I think the reason why I'm so strong on this is because I've had personal experience where, for one, I have totally been harassed. And two, I have totally spoken up, whether it is for myself or for others. And sure, it's cost me promotions. Absolutely, it's cost me opportunities. But I do believe that it's either you stand for something or you stand for nothing. You know, they keep saying we were all here. We all checked in. Well, maybe you should have done more than just check in. Maybe somebody should have gotten up and said, stop the recording. This is completely out of control. We cannot do this. You need to leave. Like this is out of control. You're totally disrespecting her. I don't know if you saw the clips. Did, did you see the actual episode before they brought it down? Because I heard they brought it down. Um, and I don't watch the show. I got to be honest with you. I did no, see I the listen. episode. I saw the announcement episode. And I saw, I think they were ugh, an angel on YouTube because I love YouTube so much. They made like a, they literally just took out the parts that were, uh, were in question. And I was like, oh, thank God. Cause I cannot get through an hour of the show, mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter. Cause a lot of people like it. That's not even me being like, it's just, it's not the show for me. Right. Right. Absolutely. But I know that other people enjoyed the show. It's just not a show for me. So, uh, yeah, no, I, so I watched, I watched the part that counts and I watched the, uh, response video. You know what I will say is, and this is in defense of one of the girls, uh, Mandy, who's mm -hmm. been on my show and who I, my, um, business partner is affiliated yeah. with directly. Yeah. What I will say is I truly do believe that she took out those parts because she thought she was helping. Mm. She said I, will I made an executive that, decision. Yeah, no. And it's and, and, and although the optics make her, it criminalizes her. Mm -hmm. I will say from, from watching it and my intuition is like pretty strong. I really do think she was trying to do the good thing. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I, I, I saw. So because of my criticism, I saw like a lot of my listeners and a lot of like people DM me and message me like, yeah, yeah, fuck her. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. I, okay. I'm not, that'll never, I'll never be that influencer. And by the way, I only troll people when I think it's when it affects my either God or women and children. Those are my only two reasons for me to, and maybe pop stars. Like if people are attacking pop stars and they're my pop star, I'll like troll them for sure. So those three things only other than that, I like, don't, I suck with social media. Really. I only promote my shit and then I leave. Like, right. You know what I mean? You might so like, that pays you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But when I saw people being like dogpiling, that's another thing on social media. I would love to talk about like dogpiling mm -hmm. where once you get in, gain some influence, your listeners end up wanting to like kind of parrot what you think, what you say or whatever. It's your responsibility influencers out there and like people who gain notoriety or have clout. It's your responsibility mm -hmm. how you speak to your people because right. I literally said, once that person messaged me, I was like, hold on, hold on. What we're not gonna do is dog pile on Mandy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cause mm -hmm. now we're going against even what we're saying, women empowerment, right? right? Like 
you have to be that like tread lightly and responsibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're not trolling, right? Like trolling is fun, just fun. And like, I don't know. I think it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm a shitty person. So I'm not here to like say I'm, I'm like Virgin Mary. I'm like better than don't thou. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But listen, dogpiling is not the way to go. So right. I have those ample criticisms, but I also have my notes where I'm like, oh, this isn't there. This isn't their fault. Like it's because at the end of the day, the real villain here is Joe Budden. Right. Right. He's the one who like, caused that. He situation. is the one that caused this division in the first place. He is the one who uh, acted in a freaking embarrassingly inappropriate way mm-hmm. around someone who did not have the same rapport as him mm-hmm. uh, goes with it, they, the, the women who he was speaking in a way that only two women were comfortable with. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know, kind of in restaurants, it's like the coldest person in the room wins. Like mm-hmm. if it, if they think it's cold, everyone's got to bite the bullet. It's kind of like that. Like, no, in situations where you're working and stuff. No, the person who you don't know, the, the one, the person who doesn't know you, you acclimate yourself towards that person. It's mm-hmm. not like you make the other person acclimate towards you. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's the other way around. This person was visibly uncomfortable. You read, you misread the room. And you got to take responsibility now. Yeah, she was definitely uncomfortable. And and this is the other piece that I want to I want to notate. So for one, when Mandy did say it, and let me be very transparent on something. I have listened to every single one of Mandy's podcasts. I am a subscription of a official box owner. Like I I can't get tired of her voice, uh, no matter how she says people like criticize her voice. I fucking love her voice. Here's my thing. Um, and, and this is the part where I think. <sighs> I think it gets a little like with the blurred lines. Um, for one, you know, the 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 part where they say, you know, she, she you looked uncomfortable. You know, I would like I will I would have wanted more insight as to what is it that made them think she looked uncomfortable. I have a career in healthcare. And I don't know if you know this or if anybody knows this, but I'm going to educate you a little bit more. One of the main things at the point of entry at any interaction, especially in hospitals, is we screen for any type of domestic violence. We screen for any type of, you know, scenarios like that. that Someone might be in harm's way. Right. And so training for us, what it looks like is noticing the type of eye contact someone might be making when they are in an uncomfortable situation. Um, certain movements, certain gestures, certain tones, cer- certain things in the conversation that we have to be on the lookout for. I've been in scenarios where we've had to aid someone who's been in danger or who's been in an uncomfortable situation. So when I saw that video, because I did not pay attention to the podcast video wise, only audio wise, when I saw that video, I feel like her eyes said it all the entire time. I feel like she was looking more than just uncomfortable and she was looking constantly to the women like help me the way her eyes and the way her body was positioned. How do you wait? You know, I know it's so nutty is that I was reading the comments, LOL, and on Reddit and stuff and like a sizable amount of people were saying that she didn't look uncomfortable. And in my head, I went, wow, we got a whole bunch of criminals in the building like. What? what? Like, that's wild. That's wild. No, she visibly looked uncomfortable. The way she was positioned with her arms, the way she kept looking. And also, it doesn't matter because literally everyone in the room felt it. So that completely, everyone. like, you guys are wrong. Like, that's not even what's being in question. But it's so so annoying how they'll use it in defense of their the people that they fuck with. Right. They'll, like, 
they'll like defend the wrong things. Right. And and so I want to dig deeper into this, the abuse of power. I'm going to call it that because that's that's something that I've felt in the spaces I've been in, in the industries I've been in. And I feel like when you're dealing with someone who's in a quote unquote leadership role, who thinks he could just say whatever he wants at whatever given moment, whether it's someone who is seasoned in the industry or in the space or not, um, for him to have behaved in that way, I feel like there is a sense of abuse of power in that moment where he, as the head of a dep- as a head of a network, stepped into a room while his staff was recording and made the entire thing uncomfortable for everyone. Right. And no one felt like they could speak up at that moment in real time to say, stop. That's a bad leader. Listen, I've worked with so many people. Listen, I, oh my God, my ass is asleep. Sorry. <laughs> my ass is asleep. But listen, what you just described are all the attributes of someone who is a bad boss. Yes. People don't feel comfortable enough to tell you things. That's bad business. Like, listen, we've all had bosses, right? Yeah. Like, yes, I understand that sometimes it like for, it, you can get nervous talking to them or like, mm-hmm. I when you're like, I don't want to like, you know, like I want to always be on my, my P's and Q's when I'm around the boss. Yeah, that's great. But if you're a boss and your employees are scared to admit something to you or like mm-hmm. to talk to you, I'm sorry. Why? Where do you think that fear comes from? It begins with you. So why aren't, why, why, why are, A, why are you making your employees feel uncomfortable? B, why do, why do they feel uncomfortable to talk, talking to you? Mm-hmm. There's something, you're, you're not a good leader. You're not leading. And then he's coming off of back to back problematic weeks for him with his yes. other podcast, right. his, his bread and butter, yes. the Joe Budden podcast, right. the Rory and Ma, Rory and Ma leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I- that doesn't make you look good. You're back to back. It's like, and it, it, you're, you're constantly at the fall of even yourself. You're getting in your own way clearly. Mm-hmm. Like it's you. The mm-hmm. problem is you. Yeah. And you're, unfortunately, the, your, your soldiers mm-hmm. are taking some serious hits mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. because of your actions. Right. Yeah. Where is he? Has he even made like made a statement or something like uh, nothing? He allegedly did come out and make a statement. I I stopped listening to the JBP and I decided to listen into this apology. The apology was very um politically correct in the sense of a very let me make a statement from a leadership standpoint as in a we type of approach not as in an I so it was more so him speaking as a network not so as the person who caused this um, which I thought was also very poor to have done because then even though there were other people in the room now you're kind of indicating by speaking in we like as if it was everyone's responsibility to not make her feel uncomfortable. He and hasn't when, posted. He hasn't addressed, by the way. I went on his social medias. Oh, so like that. that Right. So he did it on the on an episode recording. He said it on a recording. He didn't actually put out a statement. Oh, I but here's the thing. Like you, I was looking for an actual written statement. I wasn't looking for you to have conversation and make it part of your podcast, sir. You are not just the face of Joe Budden podcast, quote unquote. Right. You're the like, leader CEO of a whole it, network. Yeah. You, it's like, oh, I'll make a statement, but I'll also get ad revenues on it. Thank like, you. Thank you, you. I'm sorry. No, this this is not. This shouldn't have been an episode. You're not like, no, apologize. 
apologize first of all to them directly mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. oh god that's the thing about content creators in the content era it's like not everything has to be content and, apo- and let me tell you apologies in terms of endearment shouldn't mm-hmm. be oof oof oh what a whole word right there and that's the thing like i feel like when he took the approach of the we i feel like he's taking his entire team with him like oh we all fucked up let me be honest about something i think everyone at that moment had a responsibility to stop the entire conversation because clearly it made everyone uncomfortable it was not just her everyone visibly looked uncomfortable but my problem here is you as the ceo as the head of this network you needed to own that apology and put out an actual statement and say I messed up. I did this. I did that. Or I shouldn't have done that. I own this. And this is what I'm going to do moving forward. And I think that would have given maybe a few people a chance and a space to have a little bit of respect for him still, if that's what they wanted to do. Um, and, and maybe he could have earned that. But because he didn't do that, I feel like he just dragged everyone a little bit further down with him by just putting content out saying, oh, we didn't do this, we didn't do that, we did this, we did that. Like, there is no we. You're the one who made those statements, those comments. It's you. Like you said, he's the problem. You are the problem, Joe Budden. You are the one who fucked up here. And you just brought everyone into a situation to make someone else feel uncomfortable. It's just how I see it. That's where my statement and my commentary is on the abuse of power. And I thought at that point it was an abuse of power from him because it's like everybody was at a 2.5 second mark. Everybody was um, innocent bystanders and had no idea what he was going to do in that moment until he just started doing it. And it was all recording. You kind of blindsided everyone there with how like if you're having conversation, you just throw in there. Oh, I just want to fuck you. Or, I, you know, I'm trying to like what? What? Like what? You're catching everybody blindsided off guard. And so when I hear the two co-hosts who are still there saying, well, this is our livelihood. I get it. I get the concern. I get the concern itself. I get corporate, you know, the corporate concern. But maybe not. Maybe it would not have cost you a whole contract. Maybe it would not have cost you because at the end of the day, everyone is being viewed. Everyone has followers. Maybe it would not have cost you an entire job. And so it does break my heart. And that's why I wanted to jump right into the whole woman empowerment, the whole abuse of power shit. Um, because it's not the first time nor the last that we're going to see an abuse of power affect women at the workplace. It's not going to be the first nor the last time that we're just going to see a man's approach affecting women at the workplace, at any workplace, really. And I, on a very personal note, like I said before, having been at the end of some form of harassment and having been at the end of having to stand my ground and defend myself and defend right from wrong to a leader, to a boss and knowing what it's cost me, I just see that sometimes you have to take your chances and it is worth it to, to, to be able to say, no, I don't stand for that. Period. That's not right. Yeah. Or that's fucked up, whether they like to hear it or not. That's just what it is for me. And I, I could not not talk about it here. Like I had to get it out. One last thing with this. Um, I have a notation here that says the lessons learned from this. I want to highlight one last thing on this. And I really wish the whole not what you say, how you say it would have really taken um, president when it came to the response. And one of the things I, I saw was lacking in that moment. And I really wish I really wish that there is some form of light at the end of the tunnel with this is um empathy i did not see enough empathy or compassion 
to it. I felt like the response itself was more so to clear things up, but I did not feel a true sense of empathy towards the person who was at the bad end of the stick. And so I want to shine some light on the concept of empathy with you. (laughs) And how is it that we can really make people understand that it's not a form of weakness to be empathetic towards someone? And there is a difference between sympathy and empathy. Mm. Well, you're catching me on the spot here, but empathy. (laughs) No, 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 but I like it. I like being caught off guard. In fact, I like I enjoy it. I have such boring conversations, you know. And like, those are the good ones when they make you think. Um, I think that, so you ask that and I don't automatically go to, you know, you're right. A lot of people aren't empathetic. They didn't show empathy. And in my head, I'm like, but when they did it, they thought that they were operating from a place of empathy. Empathy. You know what I'm saying? So let me, how can I give them some kind of benefit of the doubt to see what new information comes from? Hmm. I got it. So. When you empathize with someone, you, in a sense, have to adopt some of the pain they felt. That's what inspires. That's what compels you to uh, act with compassion towards whoever the the um, the group or subject in question is, whatever that may be. Like mm-hmm. you, in order to feel true empathy, to understand someone else's suffering, you mm-hmm. have to adopt a little bit of it. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people don't want to do that Mm -hmm. because it makes, because it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard to empathize with others, especially when you haven't felt it yourself. But when you have experienced yourself and you don't empathize, that's, that's what kind of hurt are you dealing with that you couldn't even go back in there to like Mm. feel how I may have felt. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the root of empathy. And the reason people don't exercise it is because it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's vulnerable and it's scary. Yeah. But vulnerable, scary things on the other side of that is something so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Every single time. Yeah. Overcoming those things. The bigger picture is so much more profound than what's happening today, now in the immediate, you know? Sometimes we need to think about that bigger, grander plan, that bigger, grander idea. Yeah. I don't know. I You could not know. That's actually exactly key. I think what may have happened in that moment, and this is why I want to put empathy out there, because I think people are scared of it. So I think the easier way is to just feel sympathy for people who may have experienced something, who went through something. Oh, my God, I'm just I'm so sorry that happened to you. And boom, that's it. That's where they stop. I think when you are empathetic and having to actually feel what another person may have felt at that moment or actually be in a situation in real time to be empathetic and put yourself in a person's shoes, I think is very sometimes not only scary, but maybe even intimidating or sometimes even triggering for people. And I get it 100%, but I also do feel like you're not going to truly understand. And so maybe it would have avoided the many questions of, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And this checking in that was done, had there been a lot more empathy in that moment and had there maybe even been empathy in the response. Um, I do think that maybe there is a little bit of, of empathy in where the edits happened in the sense of no, even though you're saying you looked okay, you didn't. So let me remove this in that type of a good faith. If that's how I'm going to look at it. But 
empathy, I think it's something that needs to be embodied a little bit more in humanity and regardless of the industry you're in. I do think that empathy can really help people understand each other a little bit better. And the fact that it is still something that's overlooked or ignored can really cost a lot more. For example, in this case, it costs them a co-host. It costs them a business relationship there. Sure, you're protecting, quote unquote, the bag, and that's fine. But in the, in, in the long run, look at what came out from that. Look at how different people, you know, look at the entire situation. And it is, you know, it's so funny. We're talking about the divide, right? There's so much divide out in the world. And even then, even in that concept um, of women empowerment and a movement, there is still some form of a divide. And so maybe in an instance like that and in scenarios like that where we may find ourselves as women in different industries, maybe if we do practice a little bit more the concept and the value of empathy, we're going to be able to understand each other a little bit more when we're looking to each other for some help and not necessarily speaking it. Perhaps. I don't know. That's just how I feel it. And that's just how I see it. Um, But I wanted to shine a little bit of light on the whole concept of empathy because I don't think it's given enough value. Just just on me on that one. Um, I want to continue the conversation, um, because, (laughs) and this is going to be, we just jump right in. I didn't even start off with the, with the whole segments, but that was totally the first segment. It was as raw as it gets. We're going to go into the double or nothing. And this one, I, I, I kind of gave the subtitle of the band-aids ripped. Um, and speaking of the internet and speaking of, you know, trolling. Okay. (sighs) Oh, recently, um, one of America's favorites, Chrissy, T- Chrissy Teigen. Okay, Chrissy, Chr- is it Chrissy? Chrissy, whatever the fuck you say her name, T- Teigen. My girl, she be trolling sometimes. Okay, and I'm a little bit shocked. Um, with this whole cancel culture shit, my girl apparently had been trolling for years, right? And she had trolled someone and told them basically to go kill themselves, to go off themselves. And uh, yes, 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 yes. And this is not like the first time she does this. It was done on Twitter. And here's my thing. I'm all for the trolling. Like, you know, when it's funny games, you know, you control people and whatnot. Do you watch? Do you watch the Frenemies podcast? I do not watch that. I do not. But maybe I should. Oh, my God. Listen, I only I only listen to two podcasts. <laughs> And this is one of them. And the only reason why I know a little bit of what you're talking about is because they they talked about it on the show, even though I don't really follow that stuff, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. But um, she, uh, one of the hosts, <laughs> Trisha Paytas, broke down the difference between trolling and like being like a sociopathic, <laughs> like like you have it, you have a, an issue. And she she said was trolling is done when you intentionally know that you're trying to ruffle feathers and you never pat, like there's a line drawn. You don't go over the line. You toe the line. When you go over the line, that's when we venture into, oh, you're, you're not good here. in the head. Cause guess what? Chrissy Teigen was 26 years old. And she also, and I, listen, and I don't want to, this is, this is like facts. I'm not making this up and I'm just observing the facts. I don't want to tarnish anyone's, even, even the psychos, oh, Chrissy. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to call her a psycho because out of respect for right, actual right, right. psychopaths who are looking great, guys, right. great and fine. Um, but she was 26 when she wrote a 16 year old girl, a DM in yes. private, the DM 
that she sent that person was like to kill yourself to a 16 year old. Like, even if, listen, even if, even if you didn't know that they were 16 to say that to Mm -hmm. anyone Mm -hmm. when you're 26 years old, you're old. I don't know. You're that's old enough that at that age, there's something not right. You know what I mean? So she was doing, I'm sorry. 26. That's what I, that's no, I, I, it's, it's just unusual behavior and I'm not a fan of, you know, uncovering things in the past and then like, uh, crucifying people 10 years later. I'm actually not a fan of that. I'm also not easily offended and also may not have been a, a, you know what I'm saying? There are other things to keep in mind, but like to tell someone to kill them what do you do you have the exact quote i actually don't because i was searching it i think it like fucking disappeared from the fucking internet but she's actually an actress a 16 year old the 16 year old is an actress um actress she's in the industry um she's someone huge and i the only reason why i'm not saying her name is because i don't want to butcher her name um but let me pull it up right now and i will totally read it if i could find it because i was searching for it i was like what exactly did this woman say to this poor 16 year old let me see if i could find it I mean, I don't want to say also like a oh, poor, I mean, poor 16 year old girl. Yes. Cause she's a child, <laughs> but I mean, apparently this person got married at 16 too to like this, like 50 year old. I don't know. Or no. was he, eight, was she 18 at the time? Don't listen to me, no, man. Ale- these are all alleged, alleged, <laughs> alleged. Brianna's like, I'm just alleging. Well, that's the thing though. Chrissy hasn't just stopped there. She's been doing this to other people too. Like she's been crossing the yeah, line. Yeah, and then she get, and then she quits the internet, and then, and she, then comes she comes back. back. And I think she does it in hopes that people forget what she has done. Well, that's what everyone does, though. When Who? they like when when they get canceled, they're not really ever canceled. <laughs> they like always kind of come back. Like that's why I'm like, does does cancel culture even really well, exist? I really don't even think that it it's real at this point. Because you- also people are throwing out throwing around cancellations that are like unjust like this one is is just there and this is what this is what trisha was talking about like there's a difference between canceling someone like legit legit there are reasons for cancellations like woody allen true like abusive women and children that kind of stuff is no you're done dude and this one falls in line with we don't hear we don't how often do you hear people say to kill yourself right. that kind of stuff is up there right. bro like that kind that i don't know that is sus to have that resurface is something that's like oh girl i don't know if you're gonna be selling these pots and pans at target no, anymore macy's baby let her go macy's was like we're done with you yes macy's really? was like no yeah. we're done with this contract you're not selling pots and pans here that's it yeah man listen it's tough it's tough i was just talking to my girl wheezy about this like people who put their name stamp their names on things like and this is unrelated right but like macy's let her go because of branding you know and if you see if there's a cancer in the business you you you'd cut up the cancer right and Weezy was saying something about like not putting her like not wanting to put her name on everything right, right. Because people really will tarnish your name. Events and people and things will tarnish your name. Like, how do you come back from this? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you come back from that? And, and, and speaking of people who are, like, immune to cancellation, not to go back to him, but Joe budden has been, like, there's so much other things that are more criminalizing, and he's been, un, un, like, unscathed 
you know? So it's like, we, we're, we pick and choose, man. We pick and choose what we, what we deem is, um, right and wrong, good and bad. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think he, I, I think he's been going on, on his IG lives to safe face maybe but i don't really think he's concerned or scared of what type of sponsorships or ads he's going to be losing because till this day i just don't see he's been losing anything for any type of actions he's taken or any type of behaviors which is why i think he's just proceeded with life doing whatever the fuck he wants with whomever he wants you know and yeah and 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 this is the thing this is the part where and we're going to dive right into the conversation right now, the difference between holding people accountable and then condemning them like forever. I, I don't, again, I don't. Wait, was this really the next topic? Yeah, it's on the agenda. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Smooth transition. It, it falls all, all together. Like, are we holding people accountable for their bullshit? And it, because I think, oh my God, no, we can't because we're going to condemn them. No, hold on a second. We have a higher power who, like, says, you know, what's just is just, and that's it. Cool. I just don't see what's the problem in holding people accountable and taking a stance, even from a business standpoint. Like, do you want to really have your name attached to someone who is wishing a 16 year old to go off herself? Like, do you want to have your name attached to someone who is sexually harassing a female on a recording? Like, blatantly. Yeah, no, I don't, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. We live in such a, such a time <laughs> where who you work with, listen, I just dropped a manager oh. because of certain things like that, like, any, I don't, without getting too into it, whatever, just very misaligned. We're just like, darn, wow. Mm. Who you have around you is important like you will catch that shrapnel Mm. you will catch that if you see how someone acts in private and they may not be acting that way towards you yet just know that the way that person treats other people is how they're gonna treat oh crap i was just dude i was uh before this call i was listening to the latest brilliant idiots episode and they said that this is why it's coming to my brain like don't be surprised when the person that you work with who treated other people crappy will then turn in turn treat you crappy too when push comes to shove. So like who you have around you, who you work for, who you work with says will says a lot about you whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um you know like oof it, it at the end of the day that's gonna affect you it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna alter some things for you and in this business at least in entertainment right like i work in entertainment like you are like your brand you're thinking about how this brand will live after you pass after you you know what i'm saying chances are if you're trying to get entertainment you're trying to make the big bucks you're trying to make, you're trying to gain wealth mm-hmm. Let's call it what it is. Like, it just is what it is. Whether you're a journalist on TV, an actor on TV, a producer on TV, it doesn't matter. If you're in this business, you know how much money there is in this business, especially if you hit gold, mm-hmm. if you hit a gold mine. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't even know where I was going with this. Um, it's about who's around, how, your brands, what you Yes. The, the yes, stamp. Oh, yeah, the, yes, the, the stamp. stamp. The stamp. There's a lot of money involved. Yeah. So, because of that, 
you're going to catch some sharks. This is the, this business is not for the faint of heart. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I can only speak for entertainment, but I'm assuming it applies to other things who you have around you, who you work for, who works with you eventually, uh, uh, defines who you are as well. I mean, I'm not talking about like life and stuff. I mean, professionally only branding, you know, Mm -hmm. but anyways, that's all, that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) Like, like, and if you don't hold your people accountable around you, you're going to let them do some fuck shit. Like for how long? Oh, I keep swearing. I'm like, no, you're not depressed. That's not depression. No, 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 no. I I'm coming off of a really sad bender. Like, so I don't know. I don't know if you or uh, the listeners, excuse me, I just burped on the mic. Um, <laughs> have depression or like mania, some kind of. Um, I neuro- am consistent with my therapy. I have suffered from depression in the past, and recently I did disclose it during my very dope life show that um I was a few steps away from getting put back on medication. Um. What, what medication? Um, uh, I don't disclose that here. Um, just uh, just to be okay. you know, was... just to be respectful of just certain topics that I'm not yet ready to highlight. Um, but um, I was. Uh, oh wow, we call those healthy boundaries. Yes. I don't have. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. I do. I, what's you know, a, what's I'm, a healthy I'm, boundary? I'm practicing these days. I'm pra- I'm practicing to have a little bit of boundaries. I am just just for. Just for my mental, you know, just just um, kind of like not calling on it. I wish I had that. I wish I had that. I had the opposite of that. Really? Crazy. Not to make this about no, me. No, no, it's okay. I have the opposite. I don't have that like that gene, that thing that like normal people have. That's like, let me not disclose that. Why? That Brie, this is a lot of information. Why? Or like, like that thing seems so. Uh, 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 indicative of like a sane person to just like have healthy boundaries to not like trauma dump on people. I don't know what that's like. I have the opposite. I have the urge to want to entertain you by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the business of making connections. And like, I only know how to do that by like <laughs> be having no filter. <laughs> so anyways, I'm not on Lexapro, but I'm about to be. <laughs> I'm about to be no. Well, your girl needs um, to. that medication was definitely on the table for topic of conversation. It was. Um, I, I like yes, surprise. Yes. Um, it just, it, it's just. I, I don't know if it's like the aftermath of like pandemic, working in healthcare, running a podcast show. I don't know if it was the whole combination and then just questioning a lot about my parenting and just being with my child strictly with him for the last two years without a single break of him going with his. Like it was just like one after another and it was just I had to get like really raw with my conversations with my therapist and she was just like I'm getting a little bit concerned here on how you're coping with things I'm getting a little bit concerned here on how you're feeling and what you're expressing um you know my moods my moods and and, and I don't want to make this that type of an episode but just since we're, we're we're disclosing some information here there was some raw conversation and so I fear getting a medication and this I have shared on my platform and I actually um it was it inspired my little ebook of my journal to self-love um I once did become addicted to painkillers for some time after my force my first separation 
um, because it, it just brought me so down. And so I fear getting on medications and being dependent on it um, because I may abuse it, to be quite honest. So that's where I try my best not to have to. Like so much so the last time I got wisdom teeth removed, I lived on Motrin. I refused to take like the heavy hitters because I was afraid that I was going to become addicted again because that's how it happened the first time. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's like that. Yeah. So it's like that. So you sometimes have to, you know, be self-aware to what you can do, to what you can't. Um, how much what else do I need to do, do from a trust? therapy standpoint, you-, you know? You know, let, let me look at all other options before I have to depend on a medication because I know what has happened to me in the past. Have you have you tried? Well, I mean, listen, and I again disclaimer, don't listen to me. I'm not a doctor, yeah. I'm not whatever. Have you considered microdosing? I have not. It's def- I've definitely been asked about it. I have not. Do your research, yeah. read about it. Read about the psilocybin mm-hmm. microdosing, like as a as a substitute mm-hmm. as not a substitute as a an alternative medicine to treat severe um mm-hmm. depression i don't even think severity throw severity i think it just says like depression, depression ptsd mm-hmm. um certain yeah yeah certain i think i have to read the article but there's this article that the bbc has on somebody you can just google it and you'll find articles yeah. on it but maybe like read up on that too if if that would so, be a, a so route. I know a lot of previous addicts use um, ketamine mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. as a treatment. Mm-hmm. Those K treatments that they, it's a controlled space with yes. like a doctor who administers it and stuff. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. We, may, we may need to do some research here. I mean, I, I definitely want to, and, and to be very, very transparent. I think that's where it's definitely led me to get in touch again with my faith too. Just, just figuring that piece that's missing for me and just, balancing life out i think that's where everything has led me. hallelujah amen it has, sister. It has, it has, you know like this shit ain't easy and like when you're like who the fuck was supposed to anticipate a whole fucking crazy ass year in healthcare? <laughs> not me not nobody i think i didn't expect this shit to hit me like it did so it, it did hit me in certain ways that i did not see coming i just did i just didn't to be honest so i've had to really you know my telehealth um therapy sessions have definitely been more frequent um twice a week now and thank God I have a great insurance that offers me that for free. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, listen, I'm going to take it. If it's there, I'm going to take it. I'm going to work through it. Um, And, okay, so we discussed the accountability. We discussed the whole condemning shit. Um, who are we to condemn? We're not. Um, I want to touch one last dose on this. The forgiveness piece. Do we see any possibility? I mean, who the fuck are we to forgive? Christy Tiggin or Joe Budden. But I mean, do we really see forgiveness happening here? Like, do you think with this whole cancel culture shit, people are really going to stand by it? They're just going to keep watching, tuning in, liking, supporting, following. I don't know. Like, that's a weird, that's a, that's a tough conversation. Mm, mm. I don't know. I, it's not even about, I don't know, yeah. man. Like, well, those are two different things. Like what's the button stuff and the mm. Tegan stuff are two different mm-hmm. things. But first of all, who is the group that is responsible to forgive? Like for the button stuff, it's like, honestly, don't apologize to me. Right. Like, don't know. That is, like, can I be, I feel really bad for your fans. That's the part. There we go. And I feel bad for like the fans that are disappointed by 
what like it, it being exposed after being exposed in such a way though the fans that were in love with you now now have to deal with that kind of like icky feeling mm-hmm. like to even put your your listeners in a predicament where they may need to let you go it's kind of like i don't know absolutely i mean we are i mean yeah. we're pub you know when you're choosing to go on a public forum you are technically a public figure whether you have a blue check or not right and so just being on a public space oh don't tell me i that. mean listen i i just feel like if I'm choosing to come on a microphone every single week, I'm putting my shit out there publicly, right? And so it's not that I'm supposed to walk on on eggshells and watch what I say. No, it's more like if you have listeners, if you have viewers, you do just sometimes have to just be mindful of that before you make some pretty fucked up choices. And I know, like I say, I joke around. I'm like, well, who the fuck am I? He doesn't need my forgiveness. You know, she doesn't need my forgiveness. I've liked several of her tweets. I followed her on Twitter. You know, um, Joe Biden, I've tuned in. I've I've supported. But now it's like, can I really support him anymore? I can't. I just don't feel like I can. Not even from his musical time. Not even from that far back. Like, I just, I can't. I cannot when it's pretty obvious there has been um, like you said, the whole trolling definition versus like the whole uh, like when you go over it, he just he just went too far beyond for me. And I don't I don't know if there's any coming back from that. It was the first hit. First of all, what should have been the, the, the last straw was legit beating up your wife, your oh, like girl. your your girlfriend, whatever, like allegedly, alleged, alleged. I don't alleged. know that, but like allegedly we've canceled people. We've canceled people for less. Yes. Um, we're going to go into the last segment. This is the overdose. And this is usually where we go on a raw rant on something that either pissed us off or something that has us on a good fucking vibe. And so, Brianta, is there anything you would like to just share with the Double Dose of Raw Talk worlds or get off your chest? Hmm. <laughs> I love that you look up at your ceiling. That's exactly what I'd be doing. <laughs> yeah like what do i because i i don't know <laughs> what what i just try and like it could be anything move on like feel things and yeah. move on from them typically but this is making me get back in my like what is pissing me off <laughs> or something great or something great uh oh uh, no i'm already i want to talk about what pissed me off <laughs> let me do that one though it's more more it's more fun okay um uh okay i got something <laughs> what Oh, okay. You know that feeling? Mm. I have to have a question for the people. I'll pose it with this. When you're driving in a highway and there's a, a, a huge eight car involved accident ahead. As you drive by, you are fascinated by it. You keep looking, you roll down, you slow down your car to see what's going on. You want to see the wreckage. You want to see blood, a little part of you. That same idea happens online. I want to know what kind of wreckage would get us to stop driving the car and like get out and help. Oh, shit. Instead of just gawking. Oh, and looking oh shit. you know what i mean what would it take um and obviously there have been because of the, the the reason why it's fresh in my brain is because of what we've been talking mm-hmm. about 
And I would want to, I just want to know if people could like take a second, like whoever's listening to this and think about what would be that thing where you either keep on driving, stop and stare or stop and get out and help. That's why I'm like dogpiling. I don't, I don't do, I don't know what people's mental states are presently. I've suffered from, you know, some really dark stuff. Like I, and I don't know what that darkness looks like for other people. So just, I don't know when wielding that, that person did something bad and I'm hurt now, blah, blah, blah. Just cause that's how it looks like now. doesn't mean that one day it's going to happen to you too. It may happen to you mm-hmm. too. So I, I would, I would, I would just, you know, tread lightly and figure out what would get you to stop and get out and help and what would keep you to keep moving. If it's to keep and keep moving, then like keep it moving. Right. And live by that. But if you're really going to be someone who opens up and, and just disavows something, what's going to be the thing that gets you to get out of the car? Because for me, it's God, right? Because God is my ideal. I lead, I live my life through that. If I see myself venturing a little bit too much or doing gawking, just stopping and slowing around, if I see myself catching myself doing too much of that, I know that I'm not living by God. Mm-hmm. And I do that. You know what I mean? But I recognize, oh, at the end of the night, I like, I, I repent. Like I, I, at that, after that Twitter, that Twitter thing that I was like fucking going in on at the end, I was like, oh man, I don't want it to seem like a, like I really like, I'm not living like that. I was just trying to be like vocal on TikTok. You were, you were just, you were just hitting that bird. <laughs> yeah. But, 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 but I know when to stop. Right. Like, cause again, when I got those DMS from people, I was like, oh, I don't want to I don't want to instigate that kind of behavior either. I don't like dogpiling on people when they're down. Right. You know what I mean? Con lo que tú diga, like what you came here to do, what you came here to say, and then like keep it moving. That's how it should be. Keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Like either get out and help or keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So like, anywho, I was just thinking about that. Like, yeah. Well, for me, I know when I would get out the car move, when it has to do with my God and women and women in violence, yeah. women and children, that kind of those two things for me really get me to get out of the car. Yeah, yeah I like that. That's that's a so, yeah. that's a really good overdose. And I really like that. Um, You know, I want to add to that. And it's so funny you said that, because I think where my first beginning started of not just walking, you know, driving by and gawking and looking at what the fuck happened. I think I've always been taught and it started in my home. Um, you're supposed to call for help. You're supposed to step in to help, right? See if they need anything. Is everyone okay? You know, we, we've always been taught like you don't just turn a blind eye. And I think that's where you have a great concept of that. And, and I, didn't, I didn't see this coming, but you're right. The internet being that wreckage. And what the fuck is it that we're going to keep doing? Are we just there just to scroll, just to see it all burning down, burning up or what, what have you? Or are we going to do something about it? So... That's a great fucking overdose. Um, I want to get something off my chest really, really quick. Okay. And this is totally, um, you know, just a little different from what Brianda just shared, which is fine. Um, but I don't know if you notice it's getting fucking hot outside. It's getting very, very hot. The weather's changing. Um, and I thought, you know, in the concept of, you know, this whole thing, respect to women, um, I did not foresee, maybe it's because there's a whole summer we kind of missed out on really being outside and doing our thing and living it up or whatever, you know, 
But since when did like I don't know if you know about this um or or if you've experienced it very recently but since when did fucking catcalling still become a thing like I stepped out today in a very professional I thought attire to an appointment and when I tell you I don't know if it was the area I was in I don't know if it was you know the way my slacks look with my blazer I don't know if the top was just off the chain but the amount of fucking catcalling I experienced today, and I was just like, what the fuck? I haven't heard mommy, mamacita, mi reina. I haven't heard all those things in such a fucking long time. And I don't know if it's because we basically were hiding out for a whole fucking year, just being cautious with no outdoor events, no outdoor gatherings. But it did. It, and the reason why I'm mentioning it today is because we're actually talking about, you know, the approach on women and what's harassment. And so I say that to say, Y'all, can we just like filter out a little bit of the fucking cat calling? Can we just have a little bit of respect? The same way I don't like unsolicited type of pictures in my DMs or private messaging on Twitter or Instagram. I, I just this whole cat calling shit, like let's 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 not start this all over again. Let's not do this all over again. We had a pretty okay summer last year. We did the best of it. But it's just like literally when the sun's out, buns come out and I get it. Like I get it. I get it. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to go to the pool. We're going to be tanning and doing our shit. That's not a fucking open door for me to get at least seven cat calling names in a, in a radius of uh, uh, two fucking blocks. Like what the fuck? Like and I'm wearing literally I'm wearing a button down shirt. OK, Miss D, like, we get it. Quit rubbing no, it in I our just, faces. I can't, You're hot. But I, just, I can't. We get no, it. I can't. It was just like seriously i literally get cat called zero i do not stop get it no <laughs> i'm not i really listen i don't know what kind of like i have like a gray cloud over me or something because i don't get asked out i don't get no i don't even get cat called brianda i'm gonna blast somebody right now what? i'm not gonna say his name i dealt with someone i had an encounter with someone no you say his name <laughs> say his name i can't say his name Say his name. Right, what? How many syllables? How many Fuck syllables? It. We're going to call shit. We're going to call him D. That's what we're going to call him. We're going to call him D. Uh, okay. I had an encounter. Why are we giving him your name? No, bitch? no. That is the the first letter of his name. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, got it. All right. All right. All right. First letter of his first name. Um, sir, you do not text me for Mother's Day saying happy Mother's Day with a gift that says I love you. When we Ooh. just had an encounter, like that was just too much. Like you don't just throw in "I love you" gifts and and little and little memes and shit. Like you don't do that. You just don't. It's either I'm gonna look at you as you're trying too fucking hard, or you're just being completely fucking foolish. And on that note, I have not seen him again. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. I just cannot. I just can't. It's just sometimes too much, Brianda. Like I just I can't do it, boo. No, 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 no. It's just, you know, sometimes much, it's, just, Brianda, it's just too yeah. much like I'm just 35 years old if you're going to send me a gift why don't you send me a gift that contains like I don't know your five-year plan and what you plan to build with me how about that let that be animated for me <laughs> on an excel sheet maybe I don't know <laughs> like <laughs> send me something like that I don't know but I cannot do the I love yous I cannot do the hearts I just, um, no, I need substance. I need substance. And so the cat calling, uh, no, no. Cat call me the reservation you made for us to go out to dinner. How about that? I want to be cat call. Okay, you guys, don't cat call Miss D, but cat call me, please. 
please and thank you. I would like to be catcalled. Is that all you want? Catcall me. But is that all you want? Just the catcalling? Uh, no, but some kind of attention sometimes <laughs> is fine. I'm like, I'm not going to act like a little angel. Like, and I know this is like, you know what I mean? And I'm not even trying to be funny right now. It's not even a joke. Like objectify me a little bit, <laughs> but like, just don't cross the line. Well, cross the line for me. After the mommy and the mamacita comes comments of my my titties like it's just it, it's just it's too much why too why much. you gotta ruin a good thing boy do it right now what you say it's how you say it i've said it three times at least in this episode i just i can't i'm done with it i'm done but shout out to my boy core shout out to my boy core who did send me a very entertaining unsolicited dick pic that he got and i totally was entertained yesterday with it it was amazing i just want to shout him out real quick no, yes. no, did no unsolicited D's. Now that's also a sexual assault. Those are, but thank God I didn't get it. Somebody else did. They just shared it with me. LOL. <laughs> LOL. All right. So this has been a great word. It's been a whole word, this whole episode with you. And I appreciate you just coming on here and entertaining my listeners. And just, we digged a little deep. I appreciate that. Y'all shout out to Brianna. She got she got me a little bit out of my zone. She did. You did. You 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 helped me. You helped me disclose a little bit more, and I like that. Not not many guests can do that here. <laughs> Ooh, well, girl, girl, Miss Miss Girl. I don't know. Um, I just like having a. I like meeting new people, having combos. Yeah, that's this was good. That's it. it. Was good. No, thank you. Can you tell my listeners where? They can tune into your show where they could follow you and find you very respectfully. For sure. For yeah. And please cat call me, please. Please cat call me. Um, my name is Brianda. Brianda. I host a Bible stories podcast called You Guessed It Bible Stories with Brianda. You can find me and everything Bible stories related at Bible Brianda on everything. However, my personal accounts on everything is at that's Brianda. So Bible Brianda and then that's Brianda. Brianda, don't be asking people for catcalling and then tell them all, you know, for all other personal stuff. Reach me. At- <laughs> uh, well, yeah, no. Send the catcalling to my personal account. Just send those DMs to the personal. Don't send them to Bible Brianda. I <laughs> just send them to my personal one. You know, stuff that are outside of Christian Christian content. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I am. You can't separate my Christianity from me, but not all of my listeners want to read about the word. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. I wish they did. But anyways, yeah. All right. Well, this is fun, everyone. And as you know, this has been another week and another episode on Double Dose of Our Talk Podcast. I am your host, Misty. And you guys will tune in next week. Bye.